Welcome to the Kingstonist Podcast, a daily look at news, sports, and all things Kingston. Brought to you by Taylor Audubon. For the last couple years at Taylor Automall, we've been searching for the best loyalty program for our customers. While I'm more than proud to announce our partnership with Canada's most recognized loyalty program, the Air Miles Reward Program. You can now get Air Miles Reward Miles on new and used eligible purchases, finance and insurance products, service parts, accessories, and more. You heard it right, we now offer Air Miles. Taylor Automall and Air Miles, together we will take you anywhere. Terms and conditions apply. Please contact us for more details. Welcome to uh, 15 Minutes With, uh, brought to you by the Taylor Automall. Please be joined again uh, by uh, Dylan Chenier. Dylan has been covering the uh, the Briar for uh, the Kingstonists, and uh, Dylan, it's been quite a week. It's been a, it's been a it's been a fun week. Yeah, absolutely. So many great games on the ice. It's just been a great week in downtown Kingston overall, too. And we're in the champ into the championship round. Were there some teams from Pool A or Pool B in the in the round of 16? We're down to eight that didn't make that that uh, the the round of eight that you were surprised that didn't make it yeah a few teams definitely i mean when you have the top four of each division you're not going to get all the teams i mean i was really surprised to see new brunswick they were playing some really great games um but really you can only lose like one or two games and yeah. still want to be alive in the championship round so I, I think it was unfortunate to see some of the smaller provinces maybe not make it, but what actually ended up happening is the top eight teams are actually the top eight teams ranked in the country. So it's really the best of the best that are in this championship round. And there were some young teams here too. I mean, teams that have not that have not played on this kind of stage. I'm thinking Quebec and none of it in the Northwest Territories. Yeah. These are guys that have never played on this kind of stage. Yeah, Quebec was one of those teams where they were a very young team, actually still all in uh, college, and they were last year's Quebec junior team, I believe. Okay. And they, I think they definitely struggled a bit to come to terms with playing just these huge elite teams, and you're always going to get that out of Briar. There's always going to be some disadvantages for the younger teams, but I think in that province especially, it's good to have a team that's young because I know the team that was representing them for years and years had started to retire. So maybe not this year is their year, but they'll probably have some good years down the road. Now heading into the uh, the second day of the pool of eight, uh, you've got some, you've got a real uh, backlog here between fourth place and seventh with Saskatchewan, Northern Ontario, Ontario, and Team Canada all at six and three. So that's uh, the you know the, every everything's must win. Manitoba a little surprising at five and four. Yeah, Jason Gunlinson has played some good games. He's had some good shots, but he just hasn't had what it takes to get it done against the big teams. But I mean, other than Manitoba, everyone is still alive right now. And the and the schedule works out pretty well because at one o'clock you've got the wild card team, the wild card team that had to play in to get in. They're now at seven and two. They lost a tough one yesterday morning. Uh, they're playing Newfoundland Labrador at seven and two. Who do you like in that? Uh, I got to go with Newfoundland. They came off a really? tough loss yesterday to Ontario and Brad Gushu's hungry for that win again. So I'd probably go with them, but I mean, team wildcards played very well and they have, I think a little bit of an advantage having played one extra game as opposed to everyone else. They were able to read the ice early on and that's really helped. For yeah, them. yeah. Before we get to the other teams, other matchups this afternoon, any, any comment on the ice conditions? I know. I know that, that they, sorry, and I, I preface that by saying that uh, I was listening to Vic Rowdy yesterday, saying that they were having problems with the air conditioning at the Leon Center, 
and that they had to open up the doors yeah. to, to cool the ice down. Yeah, so I know because it was getting humid out and that caused a lot of frost on the ice, which makes things very unpredictable. So what they wanted to do was turn the AC on in the rink, but apparently there's a preset um, thing with the air conditioning that it will only turn on if it's plus 10 outside. And they've apparently had engineers in and out of the building trying to fix that, but they just can't get it done. So really? they've had to open all the doors in between draws and it gets pretty cold in there. But I think the ice is getting a little better. I haven't heard many comments on it yesterday. I know on Wednesday, some of the players were complaining about it, but I think it's either gotten better or they've been able to adjust their game. Yeah, there's some weird systems in that building and you spend a lot of time there. Your yeah. dad uh, is the business uh, the, the, uh, run, runs the products basically yeah. that I know like when the PA system shuts down the whole cell, everything shuts down. Yeah, right? There and, was like, there was a game last season where whenever something, if the fire alarm gets tripped, that's right. That's right. It causes everything to shut down. And I remember there was one game where like the fire alarm went, the sprinklers were going and it was basically snowing in the halls. Well, there was there actually, it was right outside our, uh, the, the press area yeah. where we broadcast the games from, uh, it got so cold. Uh, the heat stu- the heat broke down, right. and it got cold, and the pipes froze, and so all the sprinkler systems uh, burst. Yeah, yeah. D- definitely a quirky building. And then, so then, when the fire alarm goes off, uh, you can't communicate. No. There's no, there's no PA system. Yeah, it overrides there's, that. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, getting back to the briar uh, and and on sheet B, uh, Northern Ontario and uh, Team Canada bo- again. Teams with a similar record, yeah. same record at six and three. Yeah, and both, I would say, really just for their own morale, need to win that game. I know Kevin Cooey had a really good win yesterday night, um, so th- that'll be good for him against Alberta. Uh, but J- Brad Jacobs, who's the skip of Northern Ontario, he had a really rough start to early in the week, and he's been able to really turn around. He hasn't lost a game since, so I know both teams are really going to be hungry in that game. And then a surprise with Manitoba at five and four playing Saskatchewan at six and three. Saskatchewan's always strong, right? Yeah. So Saskatchewan was doing very well early in the week, but yesterday they lost both of their games. And I know if they lose again, they're pretty much out of it. So they're definitely going to need to play their best against a Manitoba team who also isn't really performing as of late. I think both teams have something to prove in that one. And then Ontario, this is a tough one for them uh, on sheet D. Uh, playing Alberta 8-1. Alberta has just been rolling through this thing. Absolutely. They've only lost one game. Brendan Botcher seems to be on fire. Um, John Epping will have the home crowd on his side in that game. I mean, last night, it was so loud in that building every time he made a shot. Uh, But it seems to me that every team that's 6-3 and right now cannot lose. So he really has to play his best in that game. So uh, after uh, tonight, uh, there'll be uh, another draw uh, this evening. After that... uh, so that's draw 12 at, at nine. Um, and we'll go here some, uh, we got, uh, uh, no, I don't know. don't have it yet. Anyway, um, who do you ex- expect to get through the four teams to get through to Saturday? I think it's a very safe bet that Alberta will get yes. through. Um, Newfoundland seems to be in solid second right now, but what's so unknown is who's going to get third and fourth. Yeah. If there's a log jam, if there's like a four-way tie, there's going to have to be some tiebreakers. Oh, will there be tiebreaker yeah. games? There will. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird. They seem to change the rules every year, but I believe what would happen is if there's multiple teams, they'd have to play a tiebreaker tonight at like 11 o'clock. Wow. And then they'd have to have another one tomorrow morning. God, Vic Rutter puts in a lot of the hours. <laughs> yeah. eh? so, so, so then, and then in the, and then in the uh, semifinals tomorrow, you got four teams, one versus two. The yeah. winner of that game goes to the championship. Yeah. Right to the championship Sunday yeah. night. Then three and four, uh, the winner, the winner of that three and four, three, four game, uh, plays it plays the loser of the one, one two, two game. Yeah. Okay, and then three is out. Yeah, three okay. would be out. Yeah. So it's a sort of it's a half-assed double elimination. Yeah, almost. it is. Yeah. It's it's called a page playoff. I think it's very unique to the sport of curling, and so it's 
it basically enables if you're the number one team, you get a good seed and you get that berth into the final if you win that. So that's that can be very valuable in terms of rest, especially. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. Let's say Alberta gets through, the, the yep. one number one team gets yep. through. Who are they playing? I'm going to go on a limb and say Kevin Cooey, Team Canada. Okay. That guy wow. can get it done. Yeah. He's been, I believe, in the last four years, he's been in the championship game every year but one, and that year he was in the Olympics. Uh, he's won like four briars in the last 10 years. Very, He knows what it takes to play these really intense must-win championship games. And I, I'm going out on a limb and picking him to go and meet Botcher in the final, which will be a rematch of last year's final. Cool. Have you spent any time in the briar patch? Yes. It's <laughs> been a lot of fun. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, and there are lots there, and it's it's there all weekend. And yep. I know people that I know people that don't have tickets that can't get in to, yeah. to to the matches are just going down to the Briar Patch. Yeah, they have the games on when they're on, and then there's lots of adult beverages, and they have food. It's it's Live been really music. well. Live music every night. I know that it. I'm sure that cost a pretty penny to put up, but I bet you they're making their money back in beer sales. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, Dylan, thanks uh, for doing this, and. Uh, uh, Dylan uh, has been uh, covering uh, the Briar for the Kingstonist, and check out uh, the Kingstonist site. Uh, Dylan's uh, uh, wrote some inc- some great articles, uh, some profiles on on some of the players, and and covering the uh, and covering the entire the entire bond spiel. So uh, thank you for doing this, and uh, welcome to the team, bud. Thank you. All right.